Hey, this is PJ Souls, and you are totally listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Woo! Keep listening. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that has always been terrified by the power of a child's imagination my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we continue to scan the skies in terror as our look into sci-fi horror brings about a british invasion as we talk 1982's extra (laughs) and whether or not you have had any kind of close encounter you can listen into our show simply search for nightmare junkhead wherever podcasts are played hit subscribe and when we drop our latest episode we'll download directly to your listening device of choice all up in your adult birthing hole (laughs) i told you it wasn't good i told you it was gross but it's not so nothing, what I got. nothing good is going to come from this episode. Just We're just going to call the shot right now. But, hey, I'll tell you what. If you happen to have Wi-Fi in your birthing hole, uh, you can find us on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And, of course, it is on the Book of Face that where we have an events tab, which, again, leads to shenanigans and sticky shenanigans. <laughs> and as this episode is releasing on Friday, November 20th, Screenland Armor, again, have your genre needs met indoors, outdoors, and virtually, and on this very Friday. Wait, is Friday the 20th, is that UHF? Oh, oh, yes, we will get to that. We I've got two spe- special ones that will transport us all to we'll get there we'll get there but our latest friday night fright i'm very excited for because throughout the entirety that we've been able to kind of program a lot of this some of these are ones that are old hats Uh uh-huh comfort food that we're so familiar with but a few of them have been first timers Mm -hmm. and this friday's it's a first timer for I'm me. I'm excited for you to see Dark Man for the first time. Oh, wait, 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 wait to just spoil it right oh, there. I was going to build it up into. No, no, of course it is. Yes, I get to. You know, it's weird. Uh, in the theater. I didn't even get to see it in the theater when it first came out. Well, in the first time, I, I caught it halfway through on Channel 62 back in the day. Damn. Going back to UHF and everything. Right, right, right. No, and I. So I. But I know all the bits. I know. I know about the pink elephant in the room. You know, I like. Yeah. I know all of that, but I don't know the connective tissue oh it's so good dude sam raimi's batman that's all I, that's all i need to say and you instantly have a picture of what it is in your mind and your picture is right and larry drake is the bad guy right fucking benny it's fucking santa claus forget about it forget about it now that following friday actually is the blackest of fridays mm-hmm. and continuing with the tradition yes fourth annual uh black friday screening of chopping mall i can't wait bring your bubble gum Thank you, Kansas City Horror Club, yeah. for always sponsoring that, by the way. But yes, so much good stuff coming for Friday Night Frights. Now, uh, still, indoors, we do have repertory screenings of The Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got um, Serenity. Mm-hmm. Bring out your brown coats. Oh, man, those are two good, good movies and cult favorites. Oh, absolutely. And also a new uh, new release that we had a chance to talk about on Patreon, mm-hmm. Freaky. Yeah. Go see it. Oh, so much fun. Go so much it. fun. But special screenings, I would say, here this weekend and throughout the week at Screenland. You already said it. I think someone here wants a you know, drink from the fire hose. Uh-huh. 
I love UHF. Let's see what's in the box. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Stupid. You're so stupid. You I love that movie so much. Well, I mean, this was our tr- this was our treat for mm-hmm. the trick or treat episode when we released our UHF live episode that we did. Mount Baldy has Predator where he can quote every single thing on it. UHF, I can quote the entire movie. It is a joy to experience. Even when there's not any lines. Like, there's this scene of the Kipper kids. It's those two twins, and they're just sitting there. Ridiculous. Love it. Love it. Absolutely one of my favorite. And I've seen a shitload of movies. But I can unequivocally say, and like, you know how we always say how your favorite movie can change on Mm -hmm. a week? There's one constant in my top five at all times, and that's UHF. So if you have not experienced yet, this is the time to, and it's honestly, I think like we said, it's YouTube, the 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 movie. movie. Before it was YouTube. It's just a bunch of ridiculousness. There's a boxing, an an unboxing video in it. Absolutely. And and makeup tutorial, all sorts of shenanigans, parody. Come, Come on down. We'll be teaching poodles how to fly. That's Spatula City. Now, <laughs> the other one that is in the very vein of this DNA, the DNA of this podcast, even though it is not a horror film, but it's very much a genre film, mm-hmm. we're going to go to another time. Another place. Oh. Yes! Another one that we also did a live Nerds and Nostalgia episode. This movie is grand. We're going to go nowhere, but at least we'll be going nowhere fast. Walter Hill's Streets of Fire. Ah. It's been a while since we've been experience, to experience on the big screen, yeah. and this is a movie that just scratches such a particular itch, but oh my goodness, does it scratch it well. It leaves it, it makes that itch like Willem Dafoe in Lederhosen can. <laughs> he is so ghoulish in that movie. He has the best intro. The Dean Cundy one. The best intro. It, it's, it's reminiscent of the shape uh-huh. showing up in Halloween. It is an amazing film. Please come out experience it. Now, if you're not set indoors, well, outdoors that weekend, no worries. It'll be good enough for you because on Friday night. Oh, the Goonies. The Goonies. They never say die. You know, pretty soon he's going to have to start showing bring it on outdoors. Oh, they burn. It is getting (laughs) chilly. Yeah, that's going to have to happen now. Then on Saturday, and one that we actually was part of our uh, Christmas with the Nerds a few years ago, which was our first lesson into why you always have to make sure you program movies that are 90 minutes and less. <laughs> Batman Returns. Ah. Which. I l- my, f- yeah. my favorite live action Batman. Mm-hmm. My favorite Batman movie would be Mask of the Phantasm. But my favorite live action one, Batman Returns. Well, it's got Danny DeVito. As killing it as the penguin. He's so good. In the- and the fact that it starts with Pee Wee Freaking Herman. And Simone. It's everything. Tim, the original Batman, I think, was Tim Burton's. Like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to establish this for you. And they mm-hmm. said, "Great job, Tim. Here's the sequel. Go have more Go ahead, fun. Do have fun. And now then I get to do it. I won't. He brings in all of his other friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, hey, by the way, it, it's it's so much fun. Now, also, again, that's outdoors now. Virtually, if you head over to ScreenlandOnline.com, a number of uh, wonderful films that you can rent, including, I believe it's called Action the Movie, which is one of those weird AGFA titles that occasionally comes out, like they discover much like a samurai cop, mm-hmm. where it's just one of those weird off-ball kind of movies. Check it out. But that next Saturday, if you head on over to patreon.com slash screenland, we're going to be doing our latest Shutter shout-out. Mm-hmm. 
And we had so much fun, I think, with What's Up, Doc, with the documentaries. Right. That we wanted to continue that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But kind of a bridge to yes. go back to the old school back-to-back movies. So we're going to show a movie and a doc. I like it. And we're going to initially start with Larry Cohen's God Told Me To. Which is going to be a first time for me. You, I, But it's got Richard Lynch as a ghoul, yes, and does. Richard Lynch is professional ghoul. He's a star ghoul in this one. Yes, perfect. It's beyond perfect. And then we're going to get you- And uh, it's Dirty New York, because it's a, it's a Cohen movie. It's a Cohen movie. It's right? a Cohen movie. And then that following that, we're going to then watch the documentary, King Cohen, which celebrates the life and work of the man himself, Larry Cohen. Mm-hmm. So I hope you all enjoy that, because it's we're going to get dirty. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a beaded curtain. Yeah. We'll have to remember that for the recording, like literally. Yeah. But you need to celebrate. And again, the King Cohen will show the celebration of his work. Now, again, we're going to be doing that for free on Shutter through Shutter. Mm-hmm. But if you would like a customized pre-show, intro, trailer reel, and post-film discussion, that's when you head over to Patreon.com/Screenland and become a member of their film family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Again, so much good stuff out there. Now, throughout the for the remainder of this month. We've been talking about how we're going to be looking again to the skies and refreshingly so, especially with District 9. That was such a great rewatch. It was a wonderful rewatch. It was everything I think I would like sci-fi horror to be where mm-hmm. it's entertaining. It's smart. Yeah. You feel like you've, you've become a better person through watching it and experiencing it. And it's gory as shit. Everything that we want with that. Exactly. You feel you feel almost better watching a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Well... On the other side of the coin, we we have <laughs> we have the movie we're going to be talking about this week, and that's not to say I like this movie. I genuinely like this movie. We're not disparaging Extra by any means, but this movie is a lesson in what the fuck. This movie is a lesson in like oddness. It's not quite shunting in space, but there's like definitely some metamorphoses. A lot of like, what the hell is that? And what is going on? And and. It starts very scary and ominous, and then it goes Cronenberg, and then it goes into Trumpy. You are magical. You know, it's 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 so bizarre, but it's worth the ride. Very much, it's worth the ride, and it should be stated that this is technically at its heart an alien abduction film. Mm-hmm. And if you look at... The and a family f- drama. A, a family drama, which is appropriate given the time that it came out in terms of 82, because there is another alien family-themed film <laughs> that would play as a very interesting double bill at a drive-in. Yeah. Imagine if you saw E.T. and Extro. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> just a long finger. <laughs> We don't want to know where that finger goes, but <laughs> when the phone the phone home is actually a one nine hundred sex line. Again, many a beaded curtain. <laughs> but there are a variety of alien abduction films out there that I've always enjoyed because District Nine is it's not an alien abduction film. Uh-uh. It's an alien film where they visit us and they It's integrate. an alien immigration film. Yes, yes. And there's so many weird ways that you can approach an alien film an mm-hmm. alien horror film and yeah with Where this aliens could be the the protagonist the antagonist they could be because i mean look at uh, alien uh, avatar or mm-hmm. fucking even um all these movies where their he- aliens are the heroes and then you have ones like fucking mars attacks and shit but then you have the then nice you- little niche here where it's the abduction mm-hmm. where they come and they visit us and then they take us away for Martians deal the universe 
And I think, sadly, the word diddle is kind of the main thing that a lot of people do associate with the abductions yeah. because at it, least probing the probing. The probing is the like if somebody goes, "Man, I saw a UFO." Did you get probed? You know, that's like the first thing it's, they ask. It's not the low hanging fruit, no, but, but it's the stuff that everyone goes to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember several kids in the hall sketches built around that. Uh, it's it's what it is. Now that being said, it's really funny because I think there are a number of films out there that are representations that are a little bit more on the comical side. Mm-hmm. But for me, the alien abduction movies have always been terrifying. Because you're getting abducted to get diddled up in space, and it's like space rape. I honestly remember instances like driving along the highway and like a trans it it would turns out it was a transformer that would blow up. But have you ever seen a transformer blow up? Not that transformer. Oh. Uh but have you ever seen a transformer blow up? Uh maybe once or twice. Well at night it looks the like the ones in the big ones? Yeah, it looks like an alien is abdu- going to abduct you because <laughs> it is just a flash in the sky and I've seen that at least twice now in my adult life. And it's terrifying. Do you remember when we were going to um, see John Carpenter? That thing, that green light, just shot straight down. Mm-hmm. Did we go and did we go like try to um, absolutely fucking that and absolutely not? Nope, nope. nope. We would want what happened to Extro. You know, that's exactly what would happen. We would wind up. We would wind up either like turning into a plant or getting covered in meteor shit or like getting diddled by monsters nothing good is going to come no of it. nothing good that and that's let's the go one... hide that murder barn you know no nothing good we're going to avoid all of those things now there were two films in particular that i remember that really really terrified me the first one was uh with christopher walken it was communion did you ever check that one out i've seen that okay. i didn't i was young when it came out i mean it was a showtime mm-hmm. free weekend mm-hmm. one and I started watching it, but it's kind of a slow burn in a way. And it's it's an adult version. It is. And so I wasn't ready for it, so I just kind of dismissed it. Apparently, I missed it right before it got fucking crazy. Because, like, I was waiting for craziness. I don't know what I was waiting for at a young age, but when you're dealing with an adult shit like that, with, like, an actual story mm-hmm. uh, based, on, based on what actual events, whether you believe it or don't, I personally believe in aliens. And that's just it. That's what I, we always talk about the baggage you bring mm-hmm. into any viewing. If you do have a deep seated belief in life from above oh, and absolutely. aliens, I think it's short sighted if we think out of the entire cosmos, entire space out there, we're the only ones. I think that's self centered. Are, are you saying that humanity is a little uh, arrogant? Right. You know? Our hubris might actually, Such you know. Arrogance! Every time we are abducted and taken away, I think we deserve it because, yes, we are so arrogant. I I believe in the existence of other things because, yes. I, for one, welcome our new space overlords. Wh- whatever presence or form they take, I'm going to let them in. But And that's, you know, it's really funny. When people talk about that, they assume that anyone that is capable of interstellar travel, why would they want anything to do with Dude, us? Dude, I'm telling you, we we are that truck stop. That dilapidated, like we're we're tourist trap of the galaxy. We're People, the murder barns. We are the murder barns. People are looking at us like we're a gas station in Florida. No offense, Florida things, but you know what I'm talking about. Like 
They're like, dude, don't go in there. You're going to get murdered on the backwoods. We're, we're the murder hillbillies of the galaxy. That's why a lot of people don't stop. Some out of morbid curiosity. Those aliens are horror fans, right? They're like, dude, let's go to the place where they film Texas Chainsaw Massacre just like it. We're, or the ones who don't know. They're either the horror fans or they're the dumb, sexy teens of the universe that come to visit us. Everybody else, all the other galaxies with common sense, places with jet eyes and like fucking people that can really do things you're like dude don't go there that no you you don't want to go to that earth that earth is the sketchier you want to go to the earth 305 down the road a bit we're basically anytime you have to go off the paved road that's to the earth. gravel road we're, that's earth that, yeah. and you know uh, what we are a bunch of murderous hillbillies right now again it's not it's like i said i kind of root for us to be decimated <laughs> and just taken away but the other abduction one though and you talk about the severity and the scares that you need Fire in the sky. Fuck all that noise. Gives you all that and then some. Dude, fuck all that noise. That, that's like jello in space with a lot of eye trauma. Oh. A lot. And just that that shrink wrapping that they do. Ooh, that. Duh. That entire scene. And then waterboarding scene. them at the same time? Fuck all that noise. Well, and it was really funny. When I was getting ready to watch Extro, um, I still had the pre-show from all the stuff that we had done at Nerdoween, which we'll get into. But I included in the it was a 10 minute intermission and it was literally it was and the six and a half of it was torture. <laughs> it was the abduction scene from uh, VHS two, mm-hmm. which is terrifying, which is very terrifying. And then it was that scene mm-hmm. from fire in the sky. And you always forget that they start by just throwing that stuff in his mouth. Yeah. And then just feeding the tube down and just feeding it and feeding it and feeding it and, and feeding that it. One little gray gives that little wry smile like he's almost bemused by it. <gasps> like ants under a uh, uh, magnifying glass. Oh, it's glass. terrifying. It's terrifying. But then it cuts to that SNL skit with Kate with, McKinnon. Which just kind of was a great cathartic cherry on top. And I think I said something like that's probably the last laugh we're going to have because everything else from here, it's kind of gnarly. But no, fire in the sky, terrifying. Now, did you see the fourth? Was it the fourth kind? The fourth kind with Mila Zhuzhevich? Did you see that one? No. I've seen that, though. Okay. I Given your love, well, no, it's the love of Underworld you have, but you also no, love Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. Okay. And and un- she's not in Underworld. That's, no, that's, uh, that's uh, uh, Beckinsdale. Beckinsdale. Yes. Mm. I just assumed, Celine. though, that you that might be something you see, you sought out. But they it's to this day, we're still getting these kind of films because to this day, as you said, it's kind of a terrifying prospect mm-hmm. of being taken away from either your home or your truck in the middle of nowhere, as it turns out. Right. Uh, but no, that just that that invasion of privacy and, like you said, like horrible as it is, it's space rape. It is space rape. Which, You're taken out of nowhere, probe prodded, and then discarded. Right. And, and then, or hopefully, hopefully discarded you know what i'm saying it's like well and then those elements of not knowing where you are where you have lost time which is another terrifying concept right which is those are the things that really so everything built around this is terrifying and it's really funny when we get these like alien invasion films or abduction films that have the comedic bent which i guess works in a way sometimes yeah sometimes i don't think this was intentionally comedic Mm -mm, mm. but there was some times where i genuinely laughed well and that's what's really strange with this particular but it was film. awkward laugh like what the fuck is happening a lot of head shaking yes a yeah. lot of like what what well and we were lucky enough this movie closed out our fourth nerderween with the we did the whole sleazy sci-fi we did uh terror vision mm-hmm. 
from beyond uh-huh. and then we close with extra now we were talking off mic we were even just saying well had, had now knowing kind of what we know How? should we have restructured that mm-hmm. and what did you suggest i suggest we started off with uh terrorvision mm-hmm. then we would go into extra and then we would end with from beyond because from beyond is is it's from beyond makes more sense that's fair that's you know fair. and that's weird to say because it's from beyond he's over there slurping eyeballs and shit and then we had uh eyeball slurps that we did and i think that would be the perfect cherry on top for the, 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 the fuckery of extra you know well and it's because extra is just so weird it's They're, bizarre and, and it starts off it's a roller coaster of different movies well and even as it starts i totally forgot how it starts in the dream sequence because the minute that he throws the stick and then you hit that a little explosion and everything, I'm like, what, what am I watching? What the fuck is going on? Because it freezes. And you're like, and I thought, like, did something happen with the movie? Did the movie break? Or everybody was British. I was half the time I was waiting for. We are the Benny Hillians, right? They're coming down. There's a little old gray. And then there's a big, like, green gray at the top. And he's hitting the gray on the back of the head. <laughs> I'm actually now just thinking of that creature doing the backwards walk to Yakety Sax. Okay. That creature thing. Okay. So it starts off with the well, thing. Well, and let's just say this. This movie is filled with moments where you can go, oh, extra. Oh, that's the movie with that scene. Or, oh, extra. Oh, yeah, it's got that moment. And it's funny. Within the first reel of the film, I think you do have that moment. But I think there are two instances where you can go, oh, which one yeah. is that moment? So let's talk the first one where the little, the creature. Okay. So <laughs> I got to say the design of the creature was very fucking cool. And this, the effects, when the, they were done, the gore effects were great. And it's not so much gore. It is almost like just grime Slime and, yeah. and, and, and gross. This is an ooey gooey movie. But when he comes out and he looks cool, but the way he walks. It's. It's unsettling. Like he's walking, he's like crab walking backwards, mm-hmm. but he's also looking forward. And the shot of them driving down the road and seeing that thing from a side and just skitters into the forest is absolutely terrifying. I know in my heart of hearts, one day I'm going to be driving down. Whenever I'm driving down one of those dark roads like that, I used to do that a lot more when I did things up in Bonner and shit. Uh, local right <laughs> i know that walking down the dirt that or driving down that road i'm gonna eventually see that fucking critter just scurry there because it is so terrifying and it was shot so well just that brief like that and enough that's to give you just the imprint in your brain well your imagination takes over from there and makes it even more terrifying but i would argue this is the moment that i think most horror fans are familiar with extra if you've never seen the movie You've probably seen this moment, whether mm-hmm. it's through social media. Usually in a GIF form. Yes, and because it's that moment. It's, and it's that quick, where it makes a perfect f- the foot GIF. Well, I even remember driving down the road in an instance like that. And for me, that moment would only happen, but it would only happen at the end of the Marilyn Manson song that happens to sample the dream sequence of Prince of Darkness. Oh, There's a Marilyn Manson from the future. that ends with that, and I can guarantee that's when that moment happens, right when that thing scurries backwards. I think they made a, a new creepypasta over that gif, that scene. Intra- I'm not that's surprised. That's not extra. I think they call him the rake. Sure. I got I to look, look a little bit more into my... Uh, well, that's just how much that, that image has like seeped into yeah. like the genre consciousness and the popular consciousness that 
and that's that's what all the kids are doing, right? right. The creepy pasta. Well, the, and the, yeah, all these kids today with their U faces and their my tubes, and so like <laughs> no. And so it starts off with that, right? It starts off that with that weird what the fuck free shot. Then it goes into the alien landing and skittering down. And then you're introduced to these two people that you think might be okay. They're, Those are our protagonists, right? potentially. And I loved how they're listening. And coming up next on BBC. It's super British right off the bat, right? Which lends the, usually a lend an air of class. Yes, very, very. It makes it sophisticated. So usually going in on a movie like that, I'm not going to anticipate what we're going to get. But you know, we we should know better because the like the last time. Oh, it's sophisticated. What's it called? Life Force. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's well, sophisticated. What's it called? Patrick. Oh, okay. Cool. What's it about? Sad handies, you know what I'm saying? So telekinesis, sad handies. So I, we've been burned by the British before. It's that stiff upper lip, you know. And that's that's okay. I'm glad they can still surprise us. Right? <laughs> I say that's such a con, <laughs> you know, because this movie gets this movie starts off genuinely scary because that scene is there, mm-hmm. and then you wind up with that very uh, Fulci-esque eyeball gouge right off the gate, just. Just quick, like almost almost Slither-like. It is. And again, it's just because it's for a second that you see it. And it's But it sticks gooey. with you. And the guy and the creature's face is genuinely terrifying. You know? The fa- and the fact that he scurries. So the fact that you already know that he's going to kill. And then she gets out of the car and he's like, stay out of the car. I was even like, stick. What are you doing? Keep going. If I saw that on the side of the road, I would not stop to see what the fuck that was. Mm-hmm. I like cool. I'm going to go find civilization first and keep on driving, right? And then it gets, he just kind of like, just, just like mouth love, like right up on it. That's just it. There's moments in this movie that I think I'm not going to say you have to be prepared for, or I'm not going to say are any kind of trigger warnings because we've we've obviously seen worse and t- we've even talked about worse. Just going back to like uh, in humanoids, humanoids from the deep, right? But there's some some weird again weird stuff going on with this movie because the right after the scene where we see the um the beast mm-hmm. killing the 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 woman, mm-hmm. then we see the kid walking in on his mom seeing with the beast with two backs, right? And so. That freaks. Then we're introduced into this whole and like, oh, that's the kid from the time freeze that we saw at the beginning. Because that was a kind of a genuinely scary abduction. Just the, out of nowhere, the sky turns black, lights hit you, things go. Daddy, come back, daddy! Right? I'm, I'm telling you, it's a transformer blowing up. It's scary. Any it any time moments like that happen, we're we're triggered because of moments like this in movies like this. But then, so you're like, oh, this is gonna be scary, and this is gonna be genuinely like. A killer alien fucking up people, but then he turns back into the dad who looks like Robert Carlyle. Well, well, uh, how does he turn back into the dad? Like because fucking full Hellraiser on his ass, dude. Yeah, that was gnarly. So the the there's we talked about that scene, but with extra, there's, there's more. You get extra. There's that scene, and that's that, the next one. That scene which we get to, and again within the first reel of the film. Let's just say this. Thankfully, we've been teased with some animal violence potentially in some of these movies. Because there was like a little dog in there, and I was like, oh, no. Dogs know the alien presence. And the dog's barking, and I'm like, they're going to kill that dog, goddammit. You know, and I was like, I, shit. I'm not know? ready for this. I don't want to see an alien eat a dog. But thankfully, apparently, the alien had priorities. 
weird priorities. And that priority, as it turns out again, with the face. And as you mentioned, it's I've seen this movie probably maybe three or four times throughout the entirety of my life. So, And this is the second time within the last two years. Yeah, that I, yeah same. Every moment of the WTFs that happen make me go, ooh, ooh, ooh. I forget it, and then I experience it again, including how it is all presented that okay so yeah. now we're at this scene with this lady and the dog who's just a random again a random lady yep right we don't know yep. and she's coming out of a shower mm-hmm. so she's in her bathrobe then all of a sudden she's attacked and knocked down by this alien the, the, the same skittery creature and the way he's walking towards her and the way he was dressed i was like this isn't good mm, and then they good. show this close-up of this alien basically uh, i don't know unfurling a very phallic like thing coming out like red rocket right and i was like is he gonna fucking rape this chick because we've seen it in humanoids of the i'm like is this is extra from the galaxy of terror exactly exactly but then it just shoots very quick and goes into the woman's mouth and i this very um again another phallic but yet very um face huggeristic just poof and i was like I'm glad that didn't go where it went. You know, it was it's not like I'm like, oh, I can't because we've seen like we've seen terrible things. Listen, Sam Raimi is still regretful of that scene in the original Evil Dead. But how bad is it that we're thankful that it went for her mouth? Right. Versus, I mean, literally. And it was like a sigh of relief with a movie like this because yeah. it's horrible. It's nasty. It's invasive. And it's that's what it's supposed to be. But even this, like, oh, thank God, it just went for the mouth. Yeah, he just went for the mouth. Uh, and and not to sh- shed light on it, but it's just like. But, uh, yeah, that's it's not when you're relieved. I know, I know. By a lesser act of violence, you know? It's just kind but, of like, again, that's a what the fuck moment. But it's a setup because. A one-two punch. Holy moly. But in the middle of it, we have we go back to oh, that little getting... boy, and he's covered in blood. So the moment when that happens also just it's so unsettling because it is a child, but also the fact that he is just so not nonchalant. Hello. It, I woke it, up like this and I'm all sticky. Is it the Britishness, do you think? I stiff up a lip and whatnot. But he was fucking creepy before he became an mm-hmm. alien. And he spoilers. And he's just like <laughs> Well, the fact that you're gonna go back and forth the way the cuts are, it does make sense because we are still establishing all these things going on with the family. The fact that Yes, the dad was, you know, just disappeared yeah. three years ago. The cuts in between the two stories in this part make sense in the long run. But at the time, you're like, what the fuck? You know, but it does like when you realize that there's some sort of a weird psychic link, it, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Like, again, in the long run, but at the time, it's, they're not necessarily jarring because it's very quick. Then it goes back to the lady. And we're like, oh, no. And then and another I wrote in my notes. Oh, no, doggy, don't eat that. Right. Because. We go back to the lady who just got like face hugged. Face hugged. Thank you. Uh, and the dog's eating the carcass of the of the creature. And I'm like, oh no! The, is like the creature gonna cut? And it doesn't take long for my answers to my questions of what's gonna happen. That's what's funny with the film. What were the questions, uh, there, genius? Right. I'm like, what happened? Is there gonna be like this weird gestation period? Because did it go inside of her? You know, like what's is another like thing gonna pop out? And sure enough, we get our answers very quick to the point where, like, I'm like, that escalated quickly because (laughs) 
immediately she starts becoming pregnant and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're like, holy shit. She goes from nine to 18 months and 30 seconds. And I got to give the special effects the credit because one, like we said, the monster was scary. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it looked like a weird space rape was about to happen on this creature. I mean, as terrible as it is, got to give it up for the people who decided to design space dong. So like, then you see this pregnancy happen. And all of a sudden, a man comes out, a full-grown man. And I will say, I'm not going to say that this is the most tastefully shot, but it is fairly tastefully shot for what they probably could have done. But the 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 dad emerging, um, you know, coming out of this, this was it. Kind of gave me a <sighs> chuckle because it reminded me of the Will Ferrell episode where he comes out as a human baby, like, "Hey, I'm going to work now." It kind of. I'm surprised it didn't remind you of a Devito coming out of the uh, the couch, and it's always sunny. It. <laughs> and we're only. I just want to be space pure. We're only applying humor to it because it is genuinely disturbing. It's very gross. And you know what? The worst part about it is, is when he chews off the umbilical cord. That's 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 the thing where I was just like, oh god, this is gnarly. The viscera involved, the fact that there's a bit when you just see him clawing everything off of his face, right, and then just the discarding of the human host as just it was a means to an end. He gives himself a whore's bath in the sink. It's, and that's that's like within the first twenty minutes of our film. So right. we've established this like fractured family. We have the dad returning a la the most in, invasive, nasty, gnarly way I've ever seen mm-hmm. in any kind of an alien abduction movie. Like, I've never seen anything like that beyond... It's, it's not chestburster. It's... No, this is this is, this is messed up. This is like uh, uh, Dead Alive, like, come yeah. back to mom, Lionel. Yeah. You know, going back to the womb. Like, there is some genuine... There's, Oh, it's a, it gives you the heebie-jeebies because you're like, what the fuck and is this, happening? And this is established within the first 20 minutes, like you said. But then it ends for it gets it's still weird. It's still gross. But when it comes to like odd gore, there's maybe one or two scenes and then it just becomes unhinged. It, well, it becomes a interesting family drama where you have a returning father out of the blue. Right. Three years later, you know, it's like one of those stories like. Uh, he went to war and she thought that he would never return and just as she found love again here he comes my darling Beauregard I come back for you mm-hmm. it's something you could have seen on the BBC mm-hmm. it's something you could have seen mm-hmm. on Lifetime yeah but here we've inserted <laughs> a lot of things that probably don't belong London's 42nd Street dude it's all falling down it's all falling down but you establish all of these things and one of the other things that really sticks out to me in this movie is, and we've argued what terminology potentially, whether it's coming or going, but for me, it's all the suckling that is happening in this movie. And when I mention that, I'm talking about like the transference of the abilities because it is established that the, this is the dad plus, yeah. plus something, but there's the scene when he is suckling uh-huh. On his boy, on the neck. And again, it is so skeevy. There's just something so it's, invasive of it. And it very is, gross and very House Lannister. And oh, it's it, not it's not done in a sexual way, but it's done it, in such just a grotesque and invasive way, you well, know? And what's funny is that I sh- 
I shouldn't say we're throwing shade on an alien culture's, you know, I'm sure maybe this is maybe like a Bart Mitzvah potentially just in right. terms of becoming a man. So we're, you know, but it's just also, it's it's meant to be nasty. It's just like, ooh. And then meanwhile, so we have this family, this weird family drama. Now, now do we happen to have anyone helping this family, Genius? Oh, we do happen to have someone helping this family. First oh of all, we have the mother who is reminding me of a very nice Julia from Hellraiser. It's the hair. It's, it's the, the hair. hair. It totally is. And you know what? I got to give her credit. She didn't do anything like stupid. Mm. She was, you know, she wasn't like she's put in a horrible, very position. horrible position. And she and she handled herself well. This was that part. It was done very interesting. Mm. I like because meanwhile you have all this gross shenanigans, but the family drama was actually a, a very good family drama. You know, because you had then the stepfather, Joe, the okay, American, he's... the ugly American. And I know he's basically introduced his fodder, and let's face it, it's very rare do you have like a stepdad or a step parent in a film like this that is a good person. Right. You know, I, usually they're the antagonists, they're the ones that you are. Especially in a horror movie, if they're not like, hey, I'm going to help you out, kiddo, from the get, yeah. then they're fodder from the gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's awful. I mean... But at the same time, I understood where he was coming from because he's been he's been with the mom and he was really trying to make peace with the kid, you know, but he just did it in a bad way. And then when when the dad shows up, I could see where he'd be like, man, what the fuck, dude? You've been gone for three years. No, no, no sign. No, nothing. I come in the picture and now I'm supposed to magically go because all of a sudden you decide you want to come back to your family. He's established himself as the paterfamilias. Right, I'm so, the goddamn paterfamilias. So there's something to be said for that. Dude. And here comes extra. He's a suitor. Right. <laughs> I don't want pop. God damn it. I want space Dan. Do you think that's actually why he came out so smooth? That's why. Because the dapper Dan. He, he needed the dapper Dan. Ew. I like the pleasing smells part of the personality. No. Um, My apologies to the Coens. <laughs> He was fixing the R U N N O F T, but <laughs> that's good. So uh, he's running around. I totally see where Joe was coming from. That's he just bad. did it in a dickish, dickish way. And it's, I, I gotta give the dad restraint because he could have been like, "Man, fuck you!" right off the bat and like spit acid or something at him. But he was like, "We'll talk it out. We'll see how this plays." Well, and it's funny is we love brevity in our films and holy shnikes 83 minutes with extra so if he had decided to actually be impatient with him we wouldn't have had any kind of a movie it would have been over but then we also are introduced to the livid nanny oh boy well now ooh la la <laughs> if you imagine genius if you would have seen this film this again so it was released in the uk in 82 uh, to hit the states in 83 for us mm -hmm. and i i wouldn't have been able to see this in the theater i always remember the box art yeah. But imagine if a young genius would have stumbled across this film, given everything you've already seen, probably would have blown your mind. Yeah. And then we're interested we're introduced to Marion Diabu's Annalise. Ah, Julie Delphi? Yes. That's... Yes. Cool. Je bon. And her introduction, and again, seeing this in the theater very transformative experience. Mm -hmm. Also the fact that I'm like, oh snap, that's some full frontal nudity that is very Literally in your face. Yes. Right in your face. Shower scene off the bat. Well, and also then and the... Then, then the whole the sex end, scene. Yeah, which the, I was the, just... The... So, I, I'm, <laughs> again, a younger 
version of us would probably get this movie is the greatest film ever to consider. Well, because we were first introduced that she's at breakfast and he's like, come on, tell Annalise to come down. And she's like, hello, I'm Annalise and I'm the living maid, right? And I'm like, oh, you're lovely, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I even wrote, I think I wrote down like, oh, Julie Dell, ooh la la, right? I think I wrote that down in my notes. Now, I, it should be noted there are multiple Diabus at this point. Miriam, mm-hmm. some people might remember, she was a Bond girl in The Living Daylights with Timothy Dalton. Ah. And her sister, Olivia, was in The Wonder Years mm-hmm. and Conan the Destroyer. I had to. I had to. I had a little cognitive dissonance initially she there. She was the sister in the Wonder Years. Yes, the hippy dippy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Maria. That's her sister. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, that looks. She and one of them was also in a canon film. She, Olivia Diablo has been in a bunch of stuff too. Yes, yes, and like, actually, the whole Diablo clan has been in a bunch of stuff. Like all, a bunch of stuff. They're all over genre, right? They're genre, not not necessarily genre royalty, but like. <laughs> Hello, we're from the from from the Paris Diabos. If I see a Diabo, I'm in usually in good hands. Exactly. And and this is young, fresh faced, very French, very French, very casual. I, I like the way they think. <laughs> and it adds a little gratuity to the movie. I don't know where for no re and it's extremely gratuitous. It's very gratuitous. It's very gratuitous. Now, now listen, and I again, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm an old man now, and I, it, I, I I'm I, not saying I didn't like it. But I'm also just like always forgot because in the 80s you had to include it in there. And mm-hmm. I, I've i even seen people are upset that you don't see that in movies now. And I'm like, you know, in today's day and age, go to the Internet. You have access to that. Right. That's the reason they included things like that right. in the films. Now you still get anyway. Again, get off our yards. <laughs> no, but at the same time. <laughs> but yes, I'm not going to say no. No, it's the nostalgia factor in and of itself. I can't change the movie. I'm not going to fast forward. It makes a it makes a gross, gooey movie filthy. Makes, so it, it, makes it pop. It adds to the taboo factor. Because <laughs> there are, mul- again, multiple moments you would not want your parents coming in. No, not at that point. And movies well, not like in, this, not at movie. any of the first, not at any of the first, here's, here's, here's what would happen. The first half of the movie, they would come in and they'd be like, what are you watching? And then, oh, and then you'd have to turn it off. The second half of the movie, they would come in like, "What are you watching?" And then, like, it's hard to explain. You know what I'm saying? You're still getting the same question, but your answer is completely different. That's the crazy what ride that you take with mm-hmm. extra. And I don't think people are really prepared for the next level when the, the the father has passed a little bit of the alien DNA into the son. The alien psychic power DNA. But first, we're introduced oh. also to the wacky neighbors. Oh, good. Oh, yes. Everyone. It, well, and everyone in the apartment complexes and everybody's like wacky neighbors. Would If we live in an apartment complex, would we be the wacky neighbors? I know I would probably be the way I'd be the yeah. framer of the yeah. of the complex. You'd be the local eccentric. Yeah, definitely. No doubt. But I think everyone has to have a place in that apartment. And quite honestly, in a genre film like this, this is the best thing because then you get the people that we realize are either going to be sympathetic and are going to aid in the journey. Or the antagonistic, and yes, we're going to root for the demise. They're going to get it, yeah. And one thing in this movie that I forgot, all the elder, elderly violence that happens. Yes. The people that, that are in, in this apartment. apartment. So, you no, know, we've got, no, go. Oh, it's good. Okay. I, I, everyone, if you can't hear that in the background, that's Biscuit. Yep, that's We're recording over at Genius's Place, and that is one of the new little little dudes here. Hey, Biscuit, do you want to say something on the mic, or are you just going to play with your... 
No, well, you just you gave him some catnip, so I'm sure he's, so he's really just, having a yeah, good time. He's having a ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but the all the 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 neighbors in there. Also, what's kind of good is each one of them. The wish fulfillment, the psychic powers from the boy, he kind of is able to manifest in different ways. But see, okay, so we're gonna we've been spoiling the shit out of it, so I don't uh, feel a, bad about spoiling. Oh, it's a thirty f- some odd year old, right? And good. you can see it in a lot of different cool oh, places. Yeah, um, I thought the old lady was gonna be sympathetic at first, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know she was an old lady. She's like, "Give me a hug, there, Tommy." You know, and you're like, "Oh, okay, she's just it's, a it's, dowdy old lady." Hello. Well, and it's really funny if we go to these some of these dirty films and people in apartment complexes. I think he is going to town. Genius! I think you gave him too much of the good stuff. I think so too. But no, I think like uh, brain damage. I think a lot of Henlotter's work. Yeah, where those people, just the cast of characters, and some of them again, you literally want to enjoy. But this is very much just. And like even he's like he looks back after he gets like the forced hugs, right? And still, at no at no point was I thinking this lady deserves to get it. No, not at all. But then again, we have the first half of the movie, and then we have the second half of the movie. And established within the first half of the movie is his his relationship with his snake, mm-hmm. and his also his pets. Slivery snake. One of the moments in this movie that made me not another what the fuck moment. The another gag. what the fuck moment. <laughs> I'm not gonna. It didn't make me gag as much as the custard scene in Dead Alive. But it did like make me t- feel icky. Ooh, the snake eggs. So he picks up these <laughs> snake eggs and he fucking squishes them in his hand and he fucking eats the yolk. I don't know if it's real, if it was real or not, but it looked real enough. And he's just there. Ah. And I was like, oh, that's gnarly. Do the British, do they have Cadbury snake eggs? I guess so. No, they have that do-do-do-do-do, you know, those little hard up, uh, soft-boiled eggs. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's the only thing he was missing. He was missing is very, very one of those very tiny cups and a very tiny spoon. Tick, 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 tick. Little cracking of it. Mm-hmm. Oh. But he went full on Teddy Perkins. And he like Aah. was housing and just licking. It and- was so gnarly. And then the sun walks in. And the son's like, first of all, that's probably about the correct reaction from anything. And also anybody. talk about being walked in on at a moment. Right? The fact that your dad is eating your pet's eggs, eggs. raw, right? So then he runs off scared. And that's when, like, the pseudo shunting of the suckling begins. Yeah. But meanwhile, the snake has escaped. Probably pissed her eggs have been taken. I would probably be going out for revenge. Me too. This could have been I a sequel it was to be s- Snake Wish, yeah. right? <laughs> hey, Pally's. <laughs> right? So. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> I'm from House Slytherin. It's time for cleaning. <laughs> like, looks like I'm going to shed some dead skin. Psst, 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 right? Oh, my God. <laughs> and so, like. Okay, that, uh, that's not bad. That's not bad. No. <laughs> uh,. So, so meanwhile, he's going off. All this stuff is going on. The snake falls, goes through the apartment, and goes down to, like, old lady Cassavetti's salad. And I thought shenanigans were going to ensue because I was like, Aah! and she's going to run run around the house with her dress up. Maybe the snake has, you know, the salad, something along the Absolutely, absolutely. Right? But no. no, she picks it up, 
grabs a cleaver and fucking chops it in half. And here's what I don't get. She's chopping the shit out of it. But when she comes back, she goes, your boy snake is here. Right. She's holding this fucking three quart bag filled with like goo. And it's just, just, there's no way like she's like have seven snakes to make that, you know? Well, and the, I just saw slugs for the first time this year, which also features a gnarly thing and salad scene. So that was some weird deja vu with that. But no, the fact that she just goes to town on it. And at this point, then with you him, want them to die. She want her game. to die. She's she. There was no need to kill that snake. I'm not the biggest snake fan. But at the same time, that was the dude's pet. Now, and she knew it. Yeah. Oh, she no. Knew it. She knew. She knew. Now, we've established that in his room, he's got a number of toys at his disposal. And this is where the movie again takes a such a weird change and turn. It turns into pod people from Mystery Science Theater. Trumpy, you are magical because, like, all of a sudden the toys come alive. You know, you get the toy soldier. Uh huh. You get the little ball that turns the circus phantasm. Yes. Oh my goodness, that whole thing. In fact, the way he's employed throughout the film once he's manifested, he pull. So he he. He, he creates a minion. He creates a little person clown minion to do his evil bidding. He's it's silent. Re- it's terrifying. He's, and he skitters yes. and he crawls and he climbs up walls and attacks. And he's proficient with like this. this Circus phantasm. Yeah, it is such a weird thing. So we've got the toy soldier coming and then he attacks the old lady and kills her. Uh, and when we say the toy soldier attacks, it is not like a little th- no, like it's Dante. It's not, yeah, it's not Dante sold or even like tail, um, Twilight Zone. Right. No, a, it's, it's like a mannequin, like a big dude in a mannequin suit coming alive. But you know what? I got to give him this one. He did walk very creepily mm-hmm. as a mannequin, and it looked like he was a toy soldier coming mm-hmm. alive, almost Chief Woodenheadistic. Mm-hmm. And two, the mannequin aspect of it Chilling. was so terrifying to have this like just faceless wow, this this faceless mannequin come up. And fucking pull a shining. Yes. And that's just it. That's the part that really got me was it just the. Oh, bitch. Hi. Hey, buddy. Now, I've got a I've got one of our new members of the family here on my lap. So bear with me if you hear some purring there. But no, it, it I think with some people, this is where the movie could lose. No, I don't know. I think if you're think watching did, at this point, I, I, if, you're, if you're in for this point, you're, you're in for the bride. You don't know what to expect, but I can understand when all of a sudden the clown comes out and the, and then the, the psychic shenanigans happens it, because it is just an entirely different film. And, Oh, hi, buddy. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't get on the computer. That's okay. Yeah. There you, can... you go. Come here, kiddo. <laughs> Biscuit. Oh, Hey buddy. It has been a while since we've got we had a butt up here. I like that. Sorry, 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 folks. We're uh, behind the sausages made there. But I will argue the fact that the our little soldier boy here uses the bayonet to kill. Yes. Which was he shoots down the door first. Yes. Which <laughs> if you got bullets and and the sight of that is just so bizarre and unusual and the way it's employed, the way he looks. Like I said, it's got a tourist trap esque kind of feel to it. But is kind of genuinely scary. But I also think I can understand if people would start laughing at it. Because it is goofy. It's scary, but it's, it's goofy. Well, it's something that a little boy would, that's what his imagination would, would yeah, bring about. a giant toy soldier. To, to bring about your comeuppance and revenge for your snake friend. Which is justified, in my opinion. 
I agree. I agree. Now, the little phantasm guy. It is so weird once he shows up here because there's a part of the scene when he's like hanging up in the ceiling area. When he's attacking Julie Delphi. Yes. And he's in the elevator. Yes. And he just kind of like comes down out of nowhere. The drop down scene. I think he should be okay as long as he's. Yeah, I don't want him to get on the. No, the computer is the one we got to watch out. The The soundboard, he should be so good. So if we cut out, you know yeah. why. It's, it's <laughs> no. biscuit. Hey, we're the one that said just grab him in the biscuit. Ah. Hey, buddy. Um, <laughs> maybe this is wish fulfillment. <laughs> But we've get um, the takedown of the older neighbor, the other neighbor as well. This is where we're introduced. It's so funny because like she's like, I can't get a hold of Timmy, Mister Furley, or whatever his name is. Can you please go check it out? Right, Mom, I'll do it. I can't. Whatever, I can. The, the, fel- the helpful neighbor, lousy bitch and stupid yeah. son, and goddamn, you know. Like, so do you think it was like he would have been okay had he not been so cantankerous upon? He was probably the only kid in the whole. Um, in the whole apartment building yeah. and everybody else was elderly. So they were just like making noise all hours of the night and trying to go to sleep. It's only two o'clock, you know, it was like, so well, they were probably just pissed off. So yeah. Well, and it should be noted that this film was put out by new line yeah. and in the early eighties, it was new line. You know, old Bob Shea had a hand because a Panther comes out of fucking nowhere and attacks the Panther that shows up in this movie. You can thank Rob Bob Shea for that. That was his, he had to have that in the movie. Like, somewhere or the other, you're going to have this panther in your film. If this movie doesn't make enough sense, let's just throw a random-ass panther. But I'll be honest, that's the stuff that is memorable. Because I didn't see it coming. I remember the toy shoulder. I remember the little phantasm buddy. I remember the panther. Because why wouldn't you? Because that's the most bizarre element that you'll see. <laughs> it was like the tiger in Mandy. No real purpose. No real nothing. Come here, buddy. Just this weird, odd, big cat, you know? Speaking of, Speaking big, of big, odd, weird cats, yeah, biscuit. Come here. Come here. Get a little. Can you get the purr in there, bud? He's like, hell no. <laughs> put me on the Take spot. Me down like that. Not a dancing monkey. So we've got the panther. <laughs> uh, we've got, I'm trying to think of okay, all the other. So then what happened? Uh, so then we have, we, do we talk about Julie Delphi egg sack? We have not talked about Ju- Julie. Really quickly, one of the things that I did notice, as you pointed out as well, the gas huffing? He was huffing gas, dude. He was like fucking <laughs> Dennis Hopper. <laughs> dude, if we could have just like, you know, don't you fucking abduct me. Right? It was so what the fuck? Because he's sitting there lying on the the old school uh, fireplace yep. with the gas thing. And you're like, what the fuck? Another moment that truly sticks out, but no, the Julie Delpy egg sack. Oh my goodness. This is when the movie does turn mean it at goes a few back times. to being mean because yeah. we think that Julie Delphi's cool. I would assume, but I can't assume that she'd get through a film like this. No. But I don't think that I would feel her fate would be as gnarly as it is. The fact that they take her and he starts sucking on her, the little boy starts like injecting her or... And again, is it is, the, is it a, is it a suck or a blow? You know, it's like he's the mega maid uh, before that ever happened. But the pulsating, the the veins, the stuff yeah, that we see, it very was gory, Cronenbergian, a lot of body horror. But mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that it's unsettling because it's this little kid just just this uh, just but blowing bubbles on on his babysitter's belly, and it's to populate the race and. What we get out of that, and just in terms of settling in in a bathtub, 
It's 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 beyond gross. The fact that they cocoon her, into, and the fact that they make it look fleshy, the fact that where the eggs come from, like her whole lower half has been transformed into these like pulsating, clear egg sacs which yeah. i gotta say that was genuinely creepy the fact that you could still see and then they were pliable they look like weird water balloons with like blots like with like, like well, you even had to hold it in, in it. reverence just to make sure it didn't pop yeah the way it was being it's- it was so weird and then finally well it was good to see um the 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 stepdad get his comeuppance mm-hmm. although I would have liked to see him go out a little bit more gorier. A little bit more of a bang would have been than, nice. Than, than being taken out with like a sonic scream. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's totally fair. If you're going to make totally his fair. ears if you're going to make his ears pop, make his ears pop, pop, right? Especially when he has all the cuz we don't know the extent of his powers. We know he huffs gas and he sucks mm-hmm. on people, but that's about it. You know, I've known people like that. So, like <laughs> Well, and then we finally, you know, his final form is revealed. Which, which is dope it's very terrifying actually it was a very cool scary but the fact that also then the kind of form of the kid having transformed as well started to transform into the thing he looked like jason Voorhees. it was you know what he looked like he looked like if uber jason was always uber jason and like crystal lake jason when he was yeah. a little boy was, i can see that you know what i'm saying but it's just and it's just the way they're they're kind of tender and just holding each other and just gonna go on he genuinely i think that was genuinely his dad yeah and like he said like the aliens had to change me just so i could survive yeah you know and I, which but i thought if that was the case wouldn't he take the mom I, and like wouldn't he also take like you know let's bring julie delphi too because she seems pretty cool <laughs> You know, I like she's the way good they, with kids. I obviously. like the way they think. <laughs> so, like, you know what? I don't think. I think the thought in this film was let's, let's make be it gross. Exactly, exactly. But it just so happened to get a nice little weird British family film in there as well, <laughs> and it's just something you wouldn't expect. And I think no. that's the beauty of Extra is it's not what you expect. You no. know, it's not at all what you would anticipate. I wrote uh, tanks and panthers and cocoons. Oh my. Um, it's what it is. It's what it is. And that clown in the kitchen making the uh, nesting room. The fact that it turns very it's, phantasm because at the end when she goes, watch this fucking happen. Let me go home. And then you get that. And, and then you get that white room with the with the egg yep. nest. And then they're saying, mommy, 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 mommy. That was genuinely creepy. It is. It is. Every time that kid said anything, it was genuinely creepy. <laughs> British children saying anything. They're terrifying. It we is. We know all your secrets. Fuck all that noise. Now, do you know Extra Spawned two, two more sequels. sequels? Yeah. I've seen those. I I didn't even know they existed. I did not either. Which begs the question, do we dare continue the adventures into Extra? I don't know. I would have to do more research. Now, if the next, if part two was like directed by the same dude or like i do believe they are still the continued uh continuations of harry david davenport or no no whatever his name is sorry sorry (laughs) not whatever his name is it's horrible disrespectful that is the harry bromley davenport harry bromley davenport that's the name of the dad that the the director and the writer oh the director the writer director yeah oh so they are yeah continuation so much like uh, like you know i've never seen the gate two yeah neither have i but that with will wheaton uh, no, that's the curse too. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, but I, I, 
I enjoy extra. I I dare say I actually have fun with extra. I do too. It's yeah. gnarly. It's gross. It's there's it's borderline vile. But like, because <laughs> it is. Because I if they would have went with space rape instead of like mouth stuff, it would have been dude. No more nip. It would have been. <laughs> that's what he's after. Um, it would have been vile. Yeah. It would have been space human. It would have been humanoids from the galaxy of terror. Yeah. And yeah. I'm glad it didn't go that far, but it was still enough what the fuck and grossness where it's not a good, bad movie because it's not a bad movie. No, it's no, just not at fucking all. weird. It's not going to be a movie that's going to be for everyone. No. And this is kind of the litmus test in the best way, because if you don't dig it, we're still going to be friends. Yeah. I can totally I can, understand. I can understand why you wouldn't dig extra. If you don't understand extra, I can understand. But if you dig it. Cool. Cool. And I think this one does deserve to be seen with people yeah. because- you do want to kind of hear and see the reactions because we've heard the what the fucks in the reactions we've heard people go what is happening oh my god you know we heard that i mean that's a real thing and like from people who don't yell in movie theaters we don't encourage that but we if it happens it happens and a movie like this definitely does inspire and spawn a lot of those things and i think a film that was you know put out like all the way back in 82 can still inspire and create conversation yeah and the fact that this is still a movie that is uh finding an audience and will still continue to find an audience i'm curious now on two and on three. two and three very curious well you know we might have to venture out beyond into that but no this has always been a pleasure to come back to and like i said um one that i'm glad we got to look at now that being said for next week, I do believe we're going to be doing more of a retrospective mm-hmm. with an entire franchise. Part of an entire franchise. We're going to be selective with this because there's only many, so many hours in a day, but I do believe we're going to be going into the, what is it? <laughs> we're going to go to the, something's in the jungle. <laughs> we're going to go on the other side. Man, you're, you're going to hit like everyone. Oh, what's something from Predators? Uh Yes, yeah, I know. It doesn't really have all that. We are going to be looking at a few films from the Predator franchise, uh, continuing the scares of Beyond and sci-fi horror and all those lovely things. So until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. I'm going to make me some eggs.